look around at this great city of ours, what do you see? I see a multitude of amazing people. Over the next hour, Bill Wilson will talk to some of these amazing people about topics that interest you and give you just what you need to kick off your week with a dang on the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show with Lady K. This is Bill Wilson, also known as Mr. Murfreesboro, and we're coming to you live from the studios here at WGNS, 1450 AM and 101.9 FM Talk Radio, and I'm joined in the studio with my co-host, Lady K. How's it going, Lady K? Whoop, whoop. It's going great. Going good? Going good. Um. So, did did your football team win today, or did you don't really? <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I'm up on it. I had to go to a Cinderella tea party. A Cinderella today, tea party. So I missed out on football. I'm excited about tonight's show because of um, I've never been much of a fighter. I may have created, I've created some fights. He's a lover, not a. Fighter. <laughs> I'm a lover, not a warmonger, but uh. This uh, gentleman is a boxing karate legend uh, here in Murfreesboro. And I do remember watching him on ESPN. I think it was uh, PKA Fight mm-hmm. Nights on ESPN. It was Kick about the 80s. Yeah. Kick of the 80s. But our guest tonight is going to be Bill Taylor. And then we brought. he also brought a middleweight, middleweight mm-hmm. fighter, Eric the juggernaut draper did i get that right yes sir welcome to the show glad to be here thank you for having yeah, us thank you yeah so uh like i said i'm not uh i don't even think i've ever been in a fight <laughs> <laughs> i shouldn't say that should i but i was the one like at main street if something was going down i was the one running out the back right door. well yeah, you that's understand smart. that's smart yeah that was back in my drinking days right right uh, you agged it on, caused it, and then ran out the back. I was terrible, y'all. I'm not <laughs> going to do my fourth and fifth, fifth step up here. but um, So, I remember Taylor's, uh, Bill Taylor karate on East Vine Street. Yes. Or is that, it West Vine? It was uh, 110 East Vine Street. Next door to uh, AG Sporting Goods. Right. We were down a block from them. Originally, we were right next door to the hobby shop. And then there was the music shop. Right. And then one block over was AG Sporting Goods. We were there. I think, uh, really, the Bushido School of Karate goes all the way back to Kittrell, or I mean, uh, Critchlow High School. Critchlow High School. uh, Mr. Newton Harris, my first instructor, had a school in the basement in the late 60s. Wow. So it goes back to, I believe, about 1969. And then in the early 70s, he moved to 110 East Vine Street, and then... I began taking karate there in 1973. Under his under, under Mr. Harris, Mr. Yeah. Newton Harris, who still trains with us. He's actually teaching for me Tuesday night, so he's still very actively involved in the school. Right. Uh, Mr. Harris is a great instructor, and I trained with him until Mr. Bill Herzer took over a couple years later, and I earned my black belt with Mr. Herzer in 1978. So you've, had, you've been a black belt for... 
good while. Good while. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Let me ask you this. I've always wondered, and we talked about this the other day. The uh, karate is Japanese. Yes. Yes. Taekwondo is Korean. Korean. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu is Japanese. And what else is there? Well, Just like you a street think brawling. Di- different countries <laughs> like uh, Kung Fu uh, is, is from China. Uh, Muay Thai is from Thailand. So a lot of the the martial arts, you know, the basics are the same. A front kick's a front kick. It's just basic physics. The hardest way to kick somebody is, you know, through the applications of kicking. Right. Just like punching, you know, in karate right. we have oazuki, a front punch, and boxing is called a jab. Yeah. If you want to throw a good one, you got you got to throw it correctly. Right. Uh, Mawashizuki is a hook. Same thing in boxing. So the main difference in all the martial arts is the country of origin, but the physics of it are all the same. But like uh, Taekwondo, it's based on points. Whereas with karate, you want to you want to punch their face in, right? Well, the sport aspect of it is different. In in Taekwondo and karate, you have like we were talking about the other day, point sparring, like in a tournament, like a kid, you know, six seven year old kids can do it. 46-year-old men can do it, but you're not trying to do damage. It's called point fighting. You're scoring points by landing punches or kicks that could have done damage, right. but you stop them short of contact. Right. Like if you're going to punch to the head, you you wouldn't knock the head back, right? Right. E- you know, even if you do, if you do hit them too hard, you could get disqualified. So uh, sport, karate, it could be taekwondo or karate. They could both do point fighting, or they could both do what I did, which is full contact karate. So Which what is, what made you one of my favorite toys when it was the Rocka Sankum right, robots. Right. Did that influence you and your um, <laughs> not Rock'em Sockum robots? I guess what got me into kickboxing was you know in the early seventies when I was right before I got my black belt, I was uh interested in seeing like going to these point tournaments and seeing well what would happen if I really, you know, hit the guy as hard as I could. So I kind of segued out of the point fighting where you were penalized for hitting too hard where i wanted to get involved with something where you were uh rewarded for hitting as hard as you right could. and that got me going to a boxing gym with uh you know we were talking about clint jackson yeah he was my coach middleweight uh he was a big middle maybe light heavy but uh, uh i trained with jerome coffee johnny bumpus mike mccallum uh uh, Billy Collins were some guys that were in the gym. Was that Fate Thomas's? Did yes, Fate Thomas, yes. the sheriff, Fate, had a big uh, sheriff following. Fate, sheriff Fate Thomas boxing gym. We we fought in the jail. We we all met in the gym. It was down in the jail, and the the jail the the people that were in jail, if they behaved, they let them come spar us. So that was how you know, they, they could these, take their aggression out yeah. on each other. And, and I was I don't know, like six, being here. Come sixteen, seventeen year old kid and. I remember the first time they put me in with a, one of the inmates. It was it was kind of interesting, but uh, first time I fought a southpaw too. So <laughs> it's like legalized you know Fight Club. I started throwing that straight right right down the pipe, and he switched back to orthodox. But but anyway, that's where I got introduced to boxing. But the reason I did boxing was to supplement the kickboxing career, which I thought would parlay into a lucrative, you know, financial. Right, but you know, kickboxing just really never took off like we were hoping that. Like it would. Logan Paul, maybe, or a yeah, well, you know, that was. But there was no, we didn't have cell phones back then, so we were far from social media. But, exactly, it's a whole but, different uh, ball game now. Yeah, exactly. Now, exactly. tell us about Eric. You tell us, where are you from? I'm originally from Memphis, Memphis from Memphis. Tennessee. Yeah, and what brought you up 
to Murfreesboro? What? Well, I was living in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. Florida? Yeah, I was working for the VA down there. Okay. My wife got a job here in uh, Nashville, VA. So okay. we tr- transferred jobs up here. Awesome. So. Well, how long ago was that? A few years ago? Or? Yeah, we're probably talking about five years ago. And how did you meet this cat? <laughs> <laughs> well, the gym I was going to. Mr. Nash- Taylor, I'm sorry. <laughs> Nashville, I, I was going to Nashville Boxing Academy. Right. And that gym closed down. Uh, Randall was the coach there. So, but I met Rydell, and Rydell told me to go here. So I've been. Rydell Mace. Rydell Mace. Yeah. So I've been coming to the gym ever since. Cool. What's it done for you? Is that the first time you had professionally fought, or had you fought when you were in Florida, or did you yes, start? I, yes, I had always been fighting professionally. I started. In, I started my amateur career and my pro career in Indianapolis, Indiana. And we probably talking about close to fifteen years ago. Wow. So, and then you know I just kind of just moved around and still been boxing, still training. Sometimes take it serious. Sometimes I don't. So. And he's your coach right right well coach what uh and you've got a fight y'all have got fights coming up don't you you've got a fight december the first and it's at the fairgrounds nashville fairground and it's it's tri-star boxing in it right. um matthew young right um how many how many fights will be on the do you know how many fights they're going to be i'd say six or seven looking at the poster there's some good local guys on there uh, Terrence Reed from Dyersburg. Best fight's going to be Eric Draper because the guy that he's fighting is going to be in his face. He's not going to run. Uh, anybody that was lucky enough to see Eric Draper fight, Alexi Martinez uh, a couple months ago at uh, Oak, uh, Oak, not Oak Grove, but uh, uh, Smoky Distillery in Nashville. Right. Uh, I mean, that was – that was Good a war. That was a great fight, man. They both just stood toe to toe, but it's going to be that that type fight. That's going to be the best fight of the night. But there's some other local fighters uh, uh, that will be on there. Uh, Larry Donald, I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, so it's going to be it's going to be a good full show. Uh, Matt always puts on a good show. The uh, Tennessee State Fairgrounds is a great great venue. There's not a bad seat in the house. Um, is it the newer venue? They the yeah. brand new one. Yeah, they it's like two or three nice. years old. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. It's nice. Be a good fight. If anybody wants to see tickets, we've got them down at Champions Corner Boxing Gym on Broad Street, right by the Karate School. So we'd love to uh, have people come out and show and support a, a good local fighter. Right. That's awesome. Like, what, are, what do you think about women fighters? Do you think women should be? You know, I was, when it first came out, <laughs> when women started fighting and kickboxing, I was against it. And, and, and I said I would never train a female fighter uh, just because I didn't think, you know, boxing is so much upper body strength. Right, um, and a lot of ladies don't have uh, a lot of upper body strength. You know, that's why a lot of them get into kickboxing. That's why a lot of them get into kickboxing because you're using you know, your legs more so than, <laughs> right. than your uh, than, than your upper body. But I've kind of changed my thinking of that because of some other of the top lady fighters that I've seen that are really sharp. And we did have an amateur that we trained. Right. Uh, I did train a young lady that, that fought, and she won second round knockout. So <laughs> she did pretty good. Mm-hmm. But it was Heather, you know. But uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, was she uh, like a Ronda Rousey. What do you think about? Uh, <laughs> I mean, Ronda, I, I couldn't take Ronda Rousey. I mean, she yeah. beat the crap out of me. Ronda Rousey. I mean, she's a great uh, 
MMA fighter. Until Holly Holmes. Holly Holmes put it to her, man. Oh, kicked, man. Her in the, you know, kicked her in the Holly ear. Holly Holmes was known as the, the great boxer, but knocked right. her out with a head kick. Uh, yeah, was, I mean, just straight. That was amazing. Timber. That was oh, amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, do you have anything you want to add here? Uh, I'm just wondering, how much are you studying your opponent now? Like, I mean, and, and how do you study him? Well, I watch film on him, but this guy here, we have a little history. We uh, both are amateurs together back in Indianapolis. Oh. So we sparred together so i kind of familiar with him even though it's been so long ago a lot of things that he do hasn't changed so and that's usually how guys get beat on this level they can't make adjustments Mm -hmm. not during their career or they don't make adjustments during the fight Hmm. so um they just keep doing the same stuff. yeah so i watched him seeing what he can do he's still the same thing he's just a you know one trick pony is what we like to call him so but it's not going to be an easy fight by no stretch of imagination because he's coming to fight very aggressive. He's going to be in your face. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when when I fought him, I was an amateur fighting at 141. So I'm fighting at 160 now, so I'm a lot bigger. Mm. So he used to push me around because he's always been a chunky guy. But it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to getting the knockout. So. Take care of business. Are you allowed to talk any smack? That's what I was fixing to ask. Do people do? Or like Mike Tyson, just bite your ear off, right? No, okay. uh, I mean, you can if you want. You know, if that's something you want to do, you want to, you know. I just never really got into it, you know. But if uh, I'm pretty sure some words would be exchanged because he always think that he could take me. Even when we was an amateur, it was close to amateur fights and stuff like mm-hmm. that when we sparred. So, um, but as of now, I, I don't think he can take me, so. As of right now, I just got to go out there and prove it. December the first, just got to show him. That's right. Show him what's up. Do you remember your first fight? And I remember like on my the first playground fight. or wherever. Oh, I don't remember my first fight in the playground, but <laughs> I remember my first boxing fight though. And you that did was back in two thousand nine in a little small gym back in uh, some part of Indiana, and I made four hundred dollars. By the time I got back to Indianapolis, that four hundred dollars was gone. <laughs> it was gone. It was gone. It was, it was it was like I never even it was like I, I never even fought you know after you you know you pay how many rounds did you fight it was a four round fight so you made a hundred dollars a round a hundred dollars that's more than I made my first pro fight I was going to ask yeah what compare when was your first my, my first pro fight was in Jacksonville Florida it was a five rounder against Jerry Clark he was ranked number three or four in the world. And I, I made $250, $50 a round. I was 18, I guess, or 19, and they called me on the phone, a guy named Bill Clark. said, you want this fight? Yeah. What are you paying me? He said, I'll pay you 250 bucks and like a dummy. Did I you said, fly down I, there or did you drive? Uh, no, my dad drove me. He's the, like, so get out, son. Yeah. You better come home with us. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but I beat him. But I beat him, so they moved me in at number nine. So I was, you know. Yeah, you were it, right. It Did you ever win a championship? Uh, I won state titles in Georgia, Tennessee, and Florida. But uh, I fought for regional. T- I fought for the U.S. title in December of '81, but I didn't win. I got beat. Well, boxing has really changed over the over the years. I mean, I grew up in the '70s, and you had Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier. You had um, who else? Larry Holmes. You had mm-hmm. Ken Norton, mm-hmm. Randall Tex Cobb. Uh, today. And we talked about that. And we'll talk about more because I think we're fixing to take a break. I want to delve more into the like history box and all that good okay. stuff. You've been listening to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. We'll be right back. 
Are you ready to experience the heartwarming flavors of the South? Look no further than Mama's Table. Y'all Come Eat, the new cookbook by local author Carolyn Hall. This cookbook is filled with cherished family recipes that will transport you to Mama's Kitchen. You can purchase it right now on Amazon so you can start creating unforgettable meals for your loved ones. But that's not all. Stay up to date on book signings and special events by following Carolyn Hall's Facebook page. Plus, Carolyn plans on cooking her way through the cookbook on social media, sharing her tips and tricks with you along the way. Because as Carolyn says, there are always memories made, blessings shared, and full bellies around Mama's Table. So, don't wait. Get your copy of Mama's Table. Y'all come eat. Bring the warmth and love of Southern cooking into your home. Old Stone Fort Golf Course is the place for you to get away for the day to play golf. Located right next to the beautiful Duck River and only five minutes from I-24. Whether you're a beginner or avid golfer, Old Stone Fort Golf Course is ideal for you. Golf carts are available and there is a golf shop. You can play nine holes for $9 and kids 12 and under play for free. They are located at 1017 Country Club Lane in Manchester, Tennessee. You can call for a tee time at 931-954-0366. You can also follow Old Stone Fort Golf Course on Facebook. Hey, it's Bill. Did you know I also sell for Parks Real Estate? Meredith Thomas and I make up the Thomas Wilson team. We have over 25 years of real estate experience and have helped nearly 1,000 families buy and sell real estate here in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, and Middle Tennessee. Why not choose us to help you and your family with all your real estate needs? Give us a call at 615-406-5872 or 615-896-4040. Or you can follow me at Mr. Murfreesboro on Facebook or Instagram. Welcome back. You've been listening to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show with Lady K. This is Mr. Murfreesboro, Bill Wilson. We're joined in the studio with my host, Lady K, and uh, local legend, and maybe not local, uh, he's more than local, Bill, Bill Taylor and Eric the Juggernaut Draper, who's a, a fighter uh, that's uh, fighting, I guess I hate to say under, but Bill's coaching him right now. And we were talking about boxing, like in the 70s, you had about seven or eight really good heavyweights. And you and I were talking the other day at the gym that boxing follows the uh, uh, heavyweight division, right? I think the popularity of boxing is often, you know, when you got a big name like a Mike Tyson or, or, a, or Muhammad Ali, Larry Holmes – People will say uh, boxing goes as the heavyweight division goes. If the heavyweight division is healthy, there's a very recognizable champion. I think it kind of trickles down to all the other, you know, divisions. Right. But you know, right now there are guys making big money in boxing. You got Canelo. You got Javante uh, Davis. There's some, uh, you know, the hardcore boxing fan. There's always some Tyson good fighters Fury, out there. Fury. Tyson Fury is there. Devante, but or what's that? But even you know that, that you got. Usek, you've got uh, Tyson Fury, and you've got Anthony Joshua. One of them needs to claim the heavyweight title, beat all, Devon, uh, Deontay Wilder. That's who one, awesome. one of them needs to, you know, be the dominant heavyweight force like we, we haven't had in years. Right. We haven't had a dominant uh, heavy, heavyweight champion in, in years, and I think that would help the health of boxing. But, you know, everybody says UFC is taking over boxing. That's not true. I mean, there's always good boxing going on. And when any of the UFC guys want to make some real money, they come over. They box. Yeah. Yeah, they box. 
the the highest paid athlete just about every year is usually a boxer. You know, for years it's Pacquiao or, or Floyd Mayweather. Is he still fighting Manny? Uh, no, I think he's retired. I think he's right. retired. Doing uh, exhibitions, but. We have a caller. Oh, we have a caller. Caller, are you there? Yeah, I don't, I don't Hello? Hello, hello. Can you hear me? I can barely hello. hear you. Oh, yeah, right. Okay, Stryper, there you are. I, I'm a striper. I want to ask you when you're going to be back at MSC Suites in Murfreesboro fighting. If you're going to come back this summer and fight, and I'll just hang up and listen. Thanks. He want to know when you're going to fight at MSC Suites again. Uh, I don't know. It, it really depends on uh, what Matthew Young has planned. I usually fight under him down at the Embassy Suites, and, but I've really been uh, looking forward to getting back to the Embassy Suites, and you know, it, it's all what they have scheduled. But but make sure you come down to Tennessee State Fairgrounds December first because that's gonna be, it's just right down the road, man. Twenty right minutes, twenty five minutes. Yeah, twenty five yeah. minutes right off uh, twenty four. Right next it's, to the soccer. What's it? What's the soccer complex called? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm not I'll sure. It's, it's a, but it, it's it's sure. it's a really nice venue. It's a, like I said, all the seats are good. So we have you know some tickets available down at the gym. People want to grab. So be a good night. Yeah, it'll be oh, a yeah. good night. Okay. They'll have concessions there too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, have you ever had? Okay, after the fight, let's 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 talk about fighting. What's your pre not pre game pre match warm up? What do you do? Do you have superstitions or? I don't have any superstitions. You just. I just eat I just, your Wheaties. You do your. <laughs> oh no! I just I just show up. You know, be prepared to fight. Because uh, fighting is serious business. Yeah, it's, it's very serious business. You can, you can get seriously hurt, or better, you know, you can get killed. Do Ku Kim? Yeah. So it, it's very it's very serious. So you go in there focused, and I, I go in there with a plan. We have a game plan already set. So you know, let's get down to business. This is, this is all business. Do you have oh, to get man. mad? Do you have to get your testosterone flowing? No, and no. I, you know, I, I never went to a fight, man. I never went to a fight, man. I, I guess because I really don't get all hyped up because of the amateurs. I had so many amateur fights that I don't just get all hyped up. Like, oh, I'm going to come out there. I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, like, you know, something off uh, Rocky Three or something like, you know, like Club <laughs> of Lane. You know, you know, Club Cut of Lane. <laughs> so I just come out there focused i think the most the one that's most calm the one that's most under control he can see the punches coming he know what's going on out there and uh he's gonna stay disciplined to his to the game plan and to his craft so if you get mad and get all upset then you you know you get so tunnel vision Mm -hmm. on that on trying to hurt him you you never hurt him because you waste a lot of energy yeah yeah definitely Who's your Who's your favorite boxer of all time? Oh man, that's a tough one. I don't know. I got like I like Sugar Ray Robinson. He was great, wasn't he? Um, I like uh, Floyd, of course. Floyd Mayweather. I like Mike Tyson. Uh, I like Triple G. I like Canelo. I watch each fighter for different things. It's like this this particular fight I have coming up. Mm-hmm. I'm really following it and watching uh, Floyd a lot, especially the way def- he fights. Yeah, the way he fights defensively. Uh, I think the people that that's real good defensively are those that can that can last longer in the sport. Right. Because eventually you're gonna stop and you want to be able to have a conversation with somebody. Right. You right. Know, you know. What so. about Andrew Tonia? You ever 
He was a defensive fighter. What, what, have you heard of Andrew Tony? Andrew Tony. I mean, James oh, Tony. James Tony. Oh, James Tony. Andrew. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, James Tony, he's one who ate his way through the divisions. He started out as a middleweight, light heavyweight, heavyweight. But James, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's one of the guys that uh, learned his craft and defense, so he was able to fight later, and kind of like a Bernard Hopkins. He got mm-hmm. to fight later in his career where people that just get by natural talent, speed, sometimes right. – don't learn the craft as well, and their career is cut a little short. So, right. he was yeah, a, James Tony was something. Yeah, oh, yeah. elusive. Yeah, yeah. very. Yeah. They all fought out of that uh, Philly shell style. So, uh, what do you yeah. would you call it? A Philly shell. If that's because it came from Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah, but a uh, guy named George Benson, the one that started it, he was probably going to be one of the best fighters ever. But he had ended up getting drafted in the army, so. He went to the army and they realized how good he was, so they made him a boxing coach. Wow! So uh, he's came back and he took Philadelphia and trained a lot of champions, and it was called the Philly Shell. That was something that uh, Floyd Mayweather Sr. passed on to Roger, and Roger passed it on down to uh, Floyd Mayweather. So he's kind of the one that's kind of mastered the style, but James Tony is just as good at it. Yeah, so, he he yeah. was tough. What about Sweet Pea Pernell Whitaker? Oh yeah, yeah. They all fought that same style. Yeah, yeah. And uh, trying to think, Gus D'Amato. If he, well, he was already an old, older man when he passed. When he was training, uh, Mike. Mike he took Mike mm-hmm. under his wing and mm-hmm. brought him in. Um, I think it's important to have a good coach and a good manager. Uh, you you got to have a good trainer. You got to have a good trainer. You got. I think I look at a trainer as more of. He, he knows what he's looking at from head to toe because he's the one outside the ring. So right. he sees it all. He's, he sees the fighters, both fighters, from head to toe. What they're doing right, what they're doing wrong. And plus, he doesn't really have all the stress on him of the fighter fighting. So he may see something that I may not see because he's looking at it just like watching TV. Right. So um, you got to have a good trainer. You got to have a good – he has to be a good motivator. He has to be a good teacher. You know, he has to be the one to know how to push those buttons for that fighter. So he has to be able to know that fighter in and out. A lot of trainers, they want to get into training because it looks easy and it looks fun and they get, you know, get paid when the fighter gets paid. But a good trainer is always going to be there to protect his fighter. And the only way he can protect his fighter is to get his fighter in the best shape mentally and physically possible to fight the fight. Makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you have a like a secret weapon or a special signature jab or something? I don't know. I, I never really came out with a secret weapon. I just I take whatever the other fighter gives me. That's my secret weapon. So if he wants to, if I want to win the fight off the jab like Larry Holmes, then I do that. If he wants to get hit with the right hand all day like a triple G, then I hit him with the right hand. If I have to hit him with the left hook. Like Canelo, then I hit him with the left hook. Uppercut a, like Tyson. Oh, oh yeah, signature. uppercut like Mike Tyson. Tyson you know, like your head off. Um, You're adaptive. You're, you adapt. I the, just adapt because uh-huh. the the fight is always changing. It's like a. I had a coach once tell me. He said the fight is like a movie. You never know what's going to happen. It's always changing. It's always got those those plots and settings mm-hmm. and stuff because we are always a fighter if you if people that know boxing that's actually watching the fights they see that oh he's setting to traps 
the average person may just watch it and be like, oh, okay, that was, yeah, he really hit him hard. But <laughs> he didn't see what led up to that to that right hand or that uppercut or that body shot or whatever. Mm-hmm. So He's prepping them. Yeah, 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 wearing them down. You say fighting's a game of adjustments, you know, and mm-hmm. those adjustments are made. You know, you can make adjustments, you know, before the fight even starts. You say, hey, we're fighting this Rafael Garcia. Let's do this a little different. That's an adjustment. Right. Or like, you know, exactly what Eric's saying, between round two and three, was it, man, every time he throws that left hand, he's dropping it. You know, he's come over the top of that right hand. So you've got to make those adjustments. And you have like a motion picture in your head of trying to beat him to the punch. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Basically, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I already fought the fight in my head You've already, probably 25 times already. So the way it's going to go. The way, gonna go. the way it's going to go, if I, you know, this is the way he's going to beat me. This is the way I can beat him. This is the way it can turn out to be a draw. So, you know, I'm looking at it from different angles. You know, a good fighter can't always go into a fight thinking that it's going to work this one way because I don't know what adjustments he's making. Right. You know, it's, it seems like for some miraculous reason, every fighter that I fight, they come in 100% ready to go for some reason. You know, and I watched them fight probably – Eight months ago, and he looked like garbage. But then when he comes to fight me, <laughs> he's you know, he, he he's ready to go. Like, oh, yeah, this is my opportunity. This is this is my chance to get the champ. You know, so uh, so I have to really be dialed in and focused sure. on what I on what I got to do. Sure. Um, have you ever had a fight break out after the fight? Is that it? Because sometimes, I mean, it looks like it only happens on TV and big fires you'll see uh well w- one thing r- r- reminded me was that uh, was it riddick bow i follow riddick bow and riddick was fighting evander holyfield in vegas where that guy flew oh, in yeah, yeah, y'all yeah. remember that oh, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and they and that poor guy got the poo beat out of him yeah, i mean he yeah. was like he was he got hit with cell just, phones <laughs> fist feet I mean, man he got hit with everything take him to the morgue <laughs> i never really I don't know. I'd be so focused on my fight, but I know it's other fights going on in the crowd. You know, people be drunk. Yeah, know. fans so, fighting. Yeah. That's my man. No, that's mine. No. Yeah. So it, it's 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 crazy, but you know, when it's a good fight going on in the ring, everybody's dialed in on that good fight. Right. You know, so uh, unless you're just extremely intoxicated and you're really getting out and, of hand, and don't remember, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, how many rounds will you be fighting? I'll be fighting eight rounds this fight. Eight rounds. It used to be championships for 15 rounds, right? Well, world champion. World, world champions. World so championship this, bouts for 15 rounds. Is this your average? You're used to going eight rounds? That's about the average? Yeah, that's kind of like my average. I've been 10 before because the most you can go now is 12, and that's for mm-hmm. world championship bouts. So, uh, Eight is kind of like where I want to stay at because the rule is you can always go two up. So if you're doing eight, Vegas will allow you to go ten. Mm. So if you're only fighting six, Vegas will only let you go eight. And it may not seem like a big deal, but it is. One, because you're going a little bit longer. Two, because of the pay. Oh, yeah. More, more money for the more rounds. Right. Does coach ever uh, take you out to Tiger Hill and make him run up and down Tiger Hill? <laughs> no, I've no. done that before. No. I've walked it. I mean, where, where is that at? Uh, 
I'm trying to help you. Well, <laughs> Coach, come Tyler on. Hill I'll go just, with you. It's where we were in high school. We used to go sledding. It's just real steep. Oh. No. He uh, he does his running before he comes into the gym. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Don't be mad at me if he does that. <laughs> but he could he could carry you up and down. Oh, probably. Yeah, what, yeah. Yeah. It's straight. Up. It's one of the highest points in Murfreesboro. Next time you, if you go towards Chevelville, South Church Street, look to your left. There's a Walmart right behind there. You'll see a hill. You should be out in the country. Yeah, it was the country, and I thought it was, this is how dumb I was. I I used to think that uh, there was actually a tiger on the loose out there. (laughs) When I was a kid, that's the reason they called it Tiger Hill. But it's because of Central High School, they were called the Tigers, Mm -hmm. and they would go out there and party and do all sorts Uh of things, and they became Tiger Hill. But there's actually a Tiger Hill road. I mean, oh boy. So the next time you know you train, he may take you out there. But oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So how do you come down after a fight? Like, what is that process? Does it take you a while to get your head back level? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I just when the fight's over, it's over. You know, it's kind of. I always like to read books like on certain fighters. And I used to read on Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson would never really, he never knew how to turn it off. So he was Mike Tyson 24 up, yeah. hours a day. Yeah. Punch, so punch, he punch. never knew how to turn it off. And I always felt like you have to have him time to turn it on and turn it off. You know, so usually after the fight, you know, I just go home and kind of look at the video of what happened in the fight, what I could have did better. Mm-hmm. Um I never look at what I did good. I always look at what I could have done better because the next person I fight, he's looking at the same video and he's looking at, oh, he can't do this. Mm-hmm. So that's my, I guess that's my way of kind of pulling back and dying down like, ah, oh, you know, even though I have won a lot of fights in a row, I still believe that I still haven't fought my best fight yet and I still believe I can get better. So it's no, it's no wiggle room for you know, like getting out of control or getting too hyped up about one win, you know, like most guys do. So, I what's mean, your goal? Wow. I only got one goal. Is it was always been just to fight one big fight. Um, I never got off that goal, but as time went on, you know, that's still that's my big goal. That's my long term goal. My short term goal is to see how good can I get. Right. And as my way to that long-term goal is to dominate everybody that I fight. Not just beat them, but dominate them. You know, and to see how, how I'm progressing. Right. You know what I mean? And coaches tell me, like, oh, you know, you're not really progressing. You're not really working on what you need to be working on. Once I'm not disciplined and focused on my craft, then that's when I know it's time for me to uh, probably hang it up. But as of right now, I'm still hungry, still motivated. And, you know, I got to get to that long-term goal. That goal is set for a reason, and I'm tunnel vision on that. And I don't allow anybody, any person, anyone to tell me that, you know, you're not going to get it. Right. You know, it, it, it's too far-fetched. You know, anything can happen. You know, I put my faith in God. I'm disciplined, right. and I'm focused, and I stay consistent on my craft. So Amen. I, I think I get You're it. a middleweight, right? Yes, sir. Who is, who is the middleweight champ? Who is... Oh man. Well, I don't know. 
it's so many belts out there. Yeah, there's a bunch of belts. It's, it's so many belts out there that it's kind of hard to keep up with everybody that is the champion. And that was the great thing back in the boxing in the 70s where there was only one belt. That's right. And that's why it was so many good fighters. And we can remember all those good fighters. There was only one belt. So who was the champ? Uh, at one Marvin point, Hagler. At one yeah. point, yeah, Marvin yeah. Marvelous. Marvelous. You know, Canelo is pretty. You know, he fought. He was one sixty champion, one sixty eight. Yeah. Now he's gone up to one seventy five. You know, but he was probably the most recognizable yeah. middleweight in the past. Where's he from? Years, Mexico. Mexico. Wow, uh, I was thinking like Sugar Ray Leonard. I love Tommy Hitman Hearns. Oh yeah, yeah. For about three rounds, he was. I bet probably weighed one sixty five, six one, six two. Well, well, Crocs boxing team out of Detroit. Yeah, one forty seven is when he yeah. fought Sugar he, Ray. Yeah. Hit the, yeah. Oh, they would go in. It was him and Marvin Hagler. They fought three rounds, and they about they about killed each other. Mm-hmm. Well, he had. Uh, if you ever went to top rank in Vegas, they have a you know Bob Emmer has a big mirror of all of them. Uh, Marvis Hagler, uh, Tommy Hitman, Hearns, uh, Sugar Ray, Sugar Ray, Duran, and Duran. He called them the Four Horsemen. And if you ever followed that time period all those guys fought each other and all he did was pin them up against each other <laughs> because he said that's what made that's, the top rank that's what that's made right. him you know guys no moss no moss yeah yeah roberto yeah. duran was like no moss no more yeah but he beat he beat sugar ray the first time he and, did and then we were talking about adjustments so they had a rematch mm-hmm. and sugar ray made an adjustment and that's where the no moss came in in the second fight <laughs> i love watching old box i mean if you go back to the days of uh the heavyweights like Jack Dempsey, Jack Johnson, because mm-hmm. um, I'm a big history buff, and I just those guys would be out in the middle of the sun, 110 degrees, okay, mm-hmm. no canopy, and they'd fight 50, 30 rounds. Yep, yeah. yep. Till like somebody couldn't get up, they and just fell the bell. Yeah. Stanley Ketchum. Uh, yeah, I uh, I like watching the old the old uh, anything history, but boxing is probably my one of my favorite sports yeah. that I don't do. <laughs> yeah, those, those, those were good fights, but the the reason they, they changed the way they fight, it was called London Prize Rules. And once once they changed and started giving them gloves, more punches, knuckles. they would bare knuckle. So somebody getting somebody throwing a punch was like almost watching paint dry because nobody wanted to throw a punch. So one or two punches, one or two punches, one or two punches. Jack Johnson, when he first came to heavyweight he would throw multiple punches you know and he was and he was real slick you know to be a heavyweight so yeah he was tough yeah um jack who would win between rocky marciano and mike tyson who do i think would win i think mike tyson would be you would yeah i think he's uh, bigger rocky uh Rocky was was the world champ, but he was fighting in an era when the there weren't that many good people out there. I mean, he beat a lot of old. And they were Archie Moore. Yeah. Well, he was only one hundred seventy five, one hundred eighty. Yeah, yeah. one eighty seven or something like that. I, I think Mike would take. Him. I think Mike came up in a tougher era, and even Mike Tyson, the era wasn't as tough as you know the Ollie Frazier, you know, back in the Ernie in that, Shavers, in the no, early eighties, yeah. late seventies. Yeah, I, th- I think I think Mike would take take uh, take. Uh, Tennessee's had one heavyweight champion, I believe, Big mm-hmm. John Tate from yep. Knoxville. He was the champ for like three months. Yeah. And then he was about to win. He just went on points. And then Mike Weaver clocked, and he just went like lights out. I mean, he stayed on the map for a while. Yeah, that was in Knoxville. Yeah. Yeah, Big John Tate. Um, 
Lady Kay, you got any questions? Or are you thinking about getting into the I'm boxing getting revved game? up you over going? here. Hey. The- <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so have you fought? Where, what states have you fought in? Miss, have you fought in Mississippi? Tell us where all you've Mississippi, oh. Florida, Georgia, Alabama. Oh, man. Philadelphia, Alabama. Uh, Alabama. I forgot about Alabama. Do you Tennessee. have a favorite place that you'd like to fight? Well, I would like to fight. Or the places that you have fought, where's your favorite place? And then where would you like? Two-part question. The f- Well, those are easy. Memphis. 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 I would like to go fight in. Uh, I had a fight in Memphis at the Agriculture Center. Okay. Uh, under uh, promoted by the name of Brandon McCain. That I want to go back there because of the fan support, and that's where I'm from. Right. Uh, two, I want to go back to Memphis and fight in the FedEx Forum. Don't you know Memphis had more? Uh, had more fights, title fights anywhere in the Midwest. I didn't know that. Yeah, you. I mean, you had undisputed fights here from Winky Wright, uh, Jermaine Taylor, Manny Pacquiao, Tyson, Tyson, Tyson fought there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who was the fighter that was winning and he got knocked out with like three? Was it Meldrick Taylor? Mm-hmm. He had Chavez. Who lost uh, to Chavez? Knocked hit, him out. All he had to do was last, and then it was like fifteen <laughs> seconds. It was like about fifteen seconds bait. left. And that was yeah. it. Julio, Julio's, and then. Uh, you were talking about somebody dying. Dooku Kim, Ray Boom Boom Mancini yeah. knocked him. They said he was already kind of knocked out yeah. in the 12th round, and he was just going off right. in, ex- instincts. But, yeah, I mean, I guess it's – do you have a fear of later on, like, say, football players have to have that uh, – a lot of these football players today will get a uh, – not, not, you're not going to die or anything. Yeah. Donate their brain for uh, – Research. research. That's it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Do you have, I mean, do you worry about it or? No. And the reason I don't worry about it because I'm in the game. You're in. I understand the consequences. I'm willing to take the risks. You know, nothing is more important than me achieving my goal. So if if you're going to be worrying about your life or worrying about if I'm going to get injured, if I'm going to get knocked out, or is I'm going to get seriously hurt, this, this is not for you. Boxing, boxing, MMA, kickboxing, anything that's unarmed combat sport is not for you because that's the risk that you take, you know. And if you really want to be successful in something, clear your mind, stay focused, go in there and be disciplined, be consistent, and you won't have to worry about getting hit. Right. A man can only do what you allow him to do. If you want him to hit you, he'll hit you. Right on. Mortal Kombat. There you go. No, you've got. That's a good. Hey, we're talking about life here too. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. Are there life any skills. protocols that have come out? I mean, in all sports, you've got all the concussion and all you know, reordering and redesign and all that stuff. I mean, I don't know how you could put protocols in boxing for that. But I mean, are there any? Is there any new? Yeah, they they all get checked out before. Um, you know, they do a neurological exam. They do an eye exam. They just do a doctor's check. Uh, not just anybody can get in the ring and fight. They need to pass all these tests first to make sure they're healthy going in. As soon as the fight is over, when we're in the arena, the pre-fight meeting, they'll say, before you go to the dressing room, see the doctor. See the doctor. Win, lose, or draw. When when he 
leaves the ring. He immediately goes to the doctor, gets looked at. This is for all professional fighting. Hmm. And you know, they don't even let him come to the dressing room until he's been seen and checked out. Hmm. So um, it's, at, you know, not to speak for Eric, but he doesn't get hit a lot either because he's got yeah. good defense. So he's not, you know, he's not a face-first fighter. So he's not taking all those punches that, you know, some of those guys do. So. I know yeah. I'm looking at his face. I'm like looking for like scars. Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't uh, see any. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so are you excited about the the fight coming up? I'm I'm really excited because now the last two fights that I had with Alexi, I proved that I have gotten better. Even though Alexi, he, he was a good fighter. And I can pretty much say, and I've been in the ring with some really, really good fighters. I can pretty much say that he was probably my toughest fight. Just because of his will, his right. will not to want to give up, not wanting to lose, you feel that as as a fighter, you know, you feel his energy. So, this is the same thing. This is the same fight where this guy thinks, okay, well, you know, he's this, he's this, is this. But I want to show not only him, but show everybody that I have improved. Right. You know, because a lot of people from Indianapolis are going to be coming down to this fight, wanting to see how these guys match up from so long when they was both sparring each other as right. amateurs. So That's cool. And how yeah. long has that been ago? That's been probably about fifteen years. Oh man. If if not if not longer. I mean So you were like twelve or thirteen? No. <laughs> I wish. When, y'all fought? I, I, when I sparred him I probably was in my thirties and he was probably in his teens. Because, wow. because I'm I'm 46. No. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. I'm 46 years old. I'll be 47 Dude, January. You don't, you don't you don't look it, man. Who knew? Uh, this 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 is this is God's giving. You know. So, wow. Uh, it's a blessing, man, that I was been able to stay in the game this long, and that just go that's just a credit to Coach Bill, right? And a credit to myself on how hard we work to avoid taking those that taking that uh punishment to avoid you and we don't we don't want to get hit the name of the game is to hit not get hit what about your loved ones they like you boxing i mean if you come home from the gym is your wife giving you a hard time hey take out the trash (laughs) uh well you know it's still i just you know it's still everyday life you know you still have you know everyday life and uh, she gives me a minute, to, you know, to kind of like, you know, wind down a little right. bit, you know, because th- this is my job. This is what I do. And I train probably about five to six hours a day. So, wow. You know, it's a discipline, isn't it? It's, yeah, discipline. And the most important thing is the consistency. A lot of people are not consistent in anything they do, in anything in life, you know. So if you're not going to be consistent, you're not going to be disciplined in it, you know. So, you, he can want it for me, but I got to want it for myself. Right on. And I think that's the problem with a lot of trainers and a lot of promoters and a lot of managers. They want it for the fighter, but the fighter doesn't want it as bad as they want it. But the key thing is the fighter is the one that has to go in the ring. Right. You know, he's the one that has to go in there and take those punches. So if he doesn't want it, and as soon as somebody hit him, he's gonna go ahead and just take a dive. He's already got paid, but you know. We have a prediction for the fight. Me being victorious, okay. <laughs> you know, by by any means necessary. Awesome, thank you, man. Uh, you're listening to the Mister Murfreesboro Show with Lady K, and we've been joined in the studio uh, with Bill Taylor. 
and Eric Juggernaut Draper. We'll be right back. Curve them, crack them, or bend them. We can mend them. Come by Wheelworks, located 516 South Church Street. For a free estimate, we also sell performance and passenger tires, as well as aftermarket and factory wheels. We also install lift kits, and we've been sponsoring and serving this community for 15 years. Come see us at Wheelworks at 516 South Church Street, or give us a call at 615-849-3848. Are you looking for a trusted pharmacy? Look no further than Terrace Pharmacy. For nearly four decades, Terrace Pharmacy has proudly served our community since 1983. We've got not one, but two drive through windows for speedy service. Terrace Pharmacy is your partner in health, offering homebound delivery, vaccinations, specialty packaging, and MTM services. We accept most major insurance plans and we're locally owned so you'll always get personalized care. Give us a try today. Visit Terrace Pharmacy at 502 Highland Terrace or call 615-893-7971. Your health is our priority. Rhonda McQuarrie with Primus Mortgage has been in the mortgage business for over 30 years. A multi-year Ruthie Award-winning mortgage loan officer and a proud member of the MTSU 1989 graduating class. Specializing in all kinds of mortgage products and taking pride in going the extra mile. Personally, taking great care with her customers. Call 615-419-9193. That's 615-419-9193 or check out her website, loansbyrhonda.com. Rhonda McQuarrie, Primus Mortgage, NMLS 628407. Welcome back. You've been listening to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show with Lady Kay and uh, Bill Taylor has been kind enough to come down and join us along with his fighter and a great guy, Eric Juggernaut Draper, who will be fighting December 1st down at the fairgrounds. And uh, you should go there. I've been there. Uh, It's a great venue. There'll be some great fights there. They'll have concessions. And uh, we'll be posting more of that on the page and how you can get tickets and all that and before we get back in here we've got about i don't know seven or eight minutes i just wanted to give out some condolences to the uh sally snowball who passed away last week and uh she was quite quite the character and uh you know she leaves a legacy she's a trailblazer for women in business i don't know if y'all knew that or not i mean she literally was a trailblazer so uh condolences to uh the sally snowwall family and then also to the hornsby family who lost their uh trevor hornsby who was 31 who died this past week and i was a graduate of oakland and mtsu i know that there was had a lot of people who loved him our condolences are with them and then uh keep kayla dodd in your uh prayer she had a stroke but she's doing better now i think she's back home and uh let's keep her in our thoughts and prayers all right so back to the show um where hey where do you see boxing going i mean it's kind of taken a hit i guess after tyson i hate to say it's taken a hit but uh 
where do you see it five years from now or ten years from now? I, lo- I mean, I love. Right, I, you know, it's got ups and downs. You know, over the Just years, like it's anything. Had, but but it's kind of like we were talking about earlier. I think the heavyweight division, if we can get a recognizable champion that has charisma, like a Mike Tyson or a Muhammad Ali, which you know, that's a that's quite a stretch. But I think as go the heavyweight division, also will go boxing. But still, the highest paid athlete just about every year is a boxer. There's there's money to be made there. There's some. Uh, you've got Canelo, you've got Javante Davis, you've got these these you know fighters out there that are doing well. Um, I don't think boxing's going. It you know I don't think it's going anywhere. It's it's uh, it's oldest sport in the world. Yeah, probably so. That yep. and wrestling. Yep, yep, yep. kind of goes together. People like seeing fighting. You know, mm-hmm. people like you get two guys in the the ring going at it like that, and and most men from me talking to them, you couldn't drag them in that ring with a team of horses. So to watch two men doing that, you know, well and on a regular basis is kind of intriguing to a lot of people. Right. Uh, it's it's mystical almost in a way to that men would get up and do that, I think. And I think that aspect of it is interesting will always draw crowds. Right on. It's kind of wild you watch, uh, say, a UFC fighter. What is the difference between UFC and MMA? Say, uh, UFC is just a sanctioning body. You know, MMA is mixed martial arts. Kicking, striking, groundwork—it's all in MMA. But you've got, uh, you know, Pride. You've got UFC. It's like in boxing—you have the WBC, the WBA, the WBO. They're sanctioning bodies. Used to be IBF too. And still, IBF's one of the top ones as well. Yeah. Wow. Lady K. Any thoughts? Any f- final thoughts? Well, I, or, I do. I can't leave the show without saying this. So. Um, I hope I, you seem to be a lot more coachable than my son when uh, I brought him <laughs> to Bill Taylor a long time ago. How old is he? He was four. We didn't last long. Okay. Um, <laughs> He's older now. Bring him back. You might remember. You might remember. So <laughs> we go in, and it was the day to pick up the, the gi. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I don't know. We happen, You happened to come in through the office, and you know I made him say hi to you or whatever, and he said, uh, he said, oh, you're going to get started here? No, oh, yeah, yes, sir, yes, sir. I'm like, yes, he said, yes, sir. You know, we're doing good. And he said, hey, I, actually, I'm just here to get one of each color of the belts. I already know how to do all this. I watch a lot of Pokemon. Okay, there you go. Well, you know. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God. I mean, I was like, they're going to have fun with you, buddy. Well, we uh, <laughs> we, we start you know, with the traditional karate. We start as young as three. Uh, my oldest student's 88 you know we got everything wow. in between so you know the boxing you know we got champions corner boxing then you've got bill taylor's bushido school of karate they are separate you know but i like being able to take a three or four year old and work with them on listing skills self-control mm-hmm. focus but you also have that 15 16 year old that wants something that's a little bit more intense and that's what the boxing gym's for so mm-hmm. we're able to address just about all all athletic those. abilities do you have female boxers in yes this? yes mm. i've got a lot of people that just do it for fitness um you know you know with eric draper you know tennessee state middleweight champion that brings authenticity to the gym mm-hmm. and the younger people uh, eric's heard me say this a million times if, if i if they need to work on their footwork or how to keep their jab working i say go watch the champ you know go watch him shadow box watch him spar they, they can learn a lot from you know someone with his skill level so right on so it's a positive for everybody right on do you i got a question for you bill um where can i see some of the old espn fights youtube or uh 
Yeah, just YouTube. Um, I've got one on there that's a highlight reel that you just put Bill Taylor Karate. It's about a five-minute, and most of it is PKA, you know, televised fights, highlight reel. And then you can just put in, same thing with boxing, you can go to YouTube and just put in fighters' names, and a lot of their fights will pop up. Cool. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Eric, you want a closing statement? Do you have anything you want to say? I uh, just want to thank you for having me and uh, Coach Bill on the show. I want to thank all my sponsors, uh, Mitchell & Mitchell Law Firm, Jack Mitchell, and uh, Brian Jack. Burns. Yeah. Yeah, so those those are my two, three of my main sponsors, you know. So yeah. without them, you're just trying to be off the track. A lot of fighters end up running out of money or running out of opportunities. And right. they usually their career ends up derailing. So. Right. So, yeah. Well, so. We wish you nothing but the best of luck. And if we will be there to, to cheer you on. All right. Thank you. And, we'll, and we'll put the link to purchase tickets as well. Yes, we'll put that on the... So uh, do you purchase tickets for individual fights or is it like a... Whole show. Whole show. Whole show. Mm. Probably eight fights on the show. Right. That's cool. Yeah. So what time does it start? Like six? Seven, I seven. think. Yeah, seven. All right. Seven. I'm looking forward to it. And I, I meant to tell everybody that on... Facebook, I got Mr. Murphy's Pro back. The page is back after four and a half months. So uh, I'm going to be training, getting people from the real Mur- Mr. Murphy's <laughs> to Mr. Murphy's Uh Anyway, that that was like an act of God to get that done, but we got it Cut. done. All right. Thank you all. Thank you. Thanks, Bill. Thank you for having us, Bill. Lady <laughs> K, thank you. Jackson, thank you. Thank you. Everybody, go out and do something nice for somebody. God bless you.